Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro, and I am here in Tampa, Florida at the Green Industry Hype House once again with Jason Creel with uh, Lawn Care Life on YouTube, right? That's right. And The Lawn Care Life on Instagram. That's right. You are also another OG of this community. You're one of the first channels I started watching before I even created my own channel. Shortly after I stumbled upon a lot of you early um, YouTube guys that were creating content, uh, it was probably within that same year, towards the end of the year, that I was like, hey, I want to do this too. You know, I want to be a part of this and and, and talk about stuff that, because a lot of you guys had already experienced a lot of things, which was helpful for me just starting out because I was also just starting my business at the same time and I was just researching to better my business and that's how I stumbled upon your video, you know, all of your, you and Sean Spencer and Geek to Freak and all the guys that were out there at the time and, um, or, you know, that were starting off in that small group of people, you Google recommended the videos and I go and I watch it and I'm learning and then it became something else. Became, I realized there was like a community you guys putting out regular content and that's when I wanted to be a part of that because for that, but also I was wanted to put out all that, like the rookie mistake stuff. Like you guys were more experienced and, and talking about things like kind of like next level stuff. And I'm like, you know, in the trenches, like just messing all kinds of stuff up and figuring things out on my, on my own thinking this is kind of clever. Maybe I'll share this to help somebody and all that. And that's kind of how, how I went in there. So you guys definitely inspired me and uh, I've been wanting, I'm glad I mean, I've met you a few times now. Um, so this isn't the first time, but obviously the first time I've made any kind of content, I believe with you, I don't, I've, yeah. I've ever, never had a YouTube video with you. Um, and I just started my podcast a few months ago. So this is a great Great opportunity to sit down with you here. We're all collaborating on all kinds of stuff at this this event here at the the hype house, and uh, I finally got the opportunity to sit down and, and, and talk to you. So. Yeah, I remember when I see your brand at the beginning, it was like lawn care rookie. My, I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I've ever actually. I've been like, oh, well, that dude's gonna have like a one year channel. What's, what's he gonna do when he's not a rookie anymore? Yeah. and you've somehow transformed it with the the rookie for life. So the, yeah, congrats on being able to take a become a. You know, milk that for years to come. <laughs> yeah. Milk was the wrong word, but well, I thought, no, I I know thought how are they going to be able to pull this off, man? That guy's unhamstringed himself and get yeah. on your channel. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. I didn't really think about that at the time. I just thought about the fact that I, I was literally a rookie, and I, I kind of, you know. I just wanted to be clear that people was, didn't think that I was like you or some of the other guys at the time that yeah. were offering experienced knowledge. You know, I, I didn't want people to think that I was that guy, you know, yeah. and I wasn't going to fake it till I make it mm-hmm. type thing either. Cause I literally was a rookie and I, I was fumbling and bumbling and all that, but I, I had a lot of like background experience with, with uh, a lot of things from retail management that, that I was able, that I have been able to incorporate incorporate, but, uh, I didn't want to, you know, make people think that I was anything more than I, than I was like, I, yeah. I'm experienced with a lot of things, but I was learning lawn care and the, the lawn care business aspects mm-hmm. of it as I went along. So that's why I named the lawn care rookie. Cause you know, I wanted lawn care in the name so it could be searchable and pop up and people clearly know what my channel's about. And then just threw that rookie in there because that's what I was in my business and yeah. in YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, people eventually started saying like a couple of years, it took a few years, I think, before people started saying, you know, you're not really, you're really not a rookie anymore. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, you've been doing this for a little bit now and, you know, and I, and, and you could see that evolution in my content too, because I would be talking about more advanced stuff or, or even just my 
when I would just be vlogging type stuff with my, you know, what I'm doing during the day and people would just see me zipping along doing this and that or laying them stripes down or, you know, you could just tell, you could see the technique and the type of equipment that I would yeah. advance to and my setup it evolved, you know, bigger, better trucks and trailers and all that. And it's like, you know, clearly you're not a rookie anymore. Like you've learned some things and, you know, you, you can, you can see that, um, you know, and I'm like, well, that's when I started saying, well, I'm a rookie for life. Really? I mean, I'm yeah. always, cause I, I literally was trying new things like right around that time I was still trying to come up with new ideas for YouTube and not just kind of do the same old content over and over again, keep trying to re, re uh, refresh it a little bit, um, and, and doing different things, whether it be going out and interviewing, you know, folks all around the country that are either on YouTube or following us on YouTube, but still have a great story to tell and they have their own business, whether it's solo crews or everywhere in between. I was always trying to create new things and, and, uh, especially with events too, and the GIE and working with the GIE, working with the community and just doing whatever I could. So I was truly was a rookie for life and, and that, and that just kind of became my thing. And I just started branding that, you know, and hats and t-shirts and just kind of, I'm a rookie for life. And then, and then, so instead of like, I thought about how to maybe rebrand my YouTube channel and Instagram and all that, but I just decided when I started expanding the the meetup at the GIE that was started with, you know, Sean Spencer and Geek to Freak and some of the early folks that some of them aren't even in the community anymore. Um, and, and it went from the restaurant Pleasure Ridge Pizza and it just was so packed that we couldn't fit there anymore. And I was like, well, what can we do about that? Maybe we can work with some brands. And I kind of just took the the role, the, the quarterback, a quarterback that, I guess, like a lot of people say, and, and just try to figure out a way to make it bigger and better with still creating the, still keeping the same community organic essence of, of that all. And that's what I've been doing for the past several years. But when I first started doing that, that's when I was also doing that whole, yeah, well, I'm a rookie for life. And how do I rebrand that? And just create a whole separate entity with LCR media. We were kind of talking about this off air earlier, um, on, in, in the car ride to see, um, the lawn care nut, mm -hmm. uh, Alan Hain. So I, I just kind of created that, you know, brand and that kind of all social media stuff with that. But, you know, so LCR is just abbreviated lawn care rookie. So that's kind of what I just shortened a lot of things up. So it's yeah. not so much the rookie, you know, thing. It's just LCR. A lot of people would call me LCR just to shorten it. They wouldn't, they'd call me rookie or LCR. So I just was like, oh, I'll just go with LCR. Yeah, so. I got you. But I, Paul was talking about you on a... On his podcast, he I listened to Paul Jameson. He was yeah. he used an example because he came and saw you in person. And like you, what I respect is you got like a legit business is doing great thing. He was just saying he's like man, Naylor's got his business together. Man, they'd going out there <laughs> hammering out those yards and in yeah. a real tight round profitable business. So, and to be able to like, you know, not it didn't take you forever to get that together right. you know and so that was, yeah. that was great that you could do it in a, in a timely manner i i appreciate that and and you know not not to i mean i want to talk to you um uh, on this podcast but i mean i definitely enjoy the back and forth conversation and and, and i appreciate those those kind words and but it's also value to say that that's all about route density. And I've been speaking about that forever. That's just been my thing. And it kind of happened by default for me because I lived the, the neighborhood that Paul came to when he started, uh, Virginia was like his second spot stop on his first road tour ever, which was the summer road tour for the green industry podcast. He kind of like, uh, pioneered that idea that was inspired from my get to know the pro YouTube series where I was traveling around. I wasn't like on tour. I was just traveling around collaborating with different folks, you know, some on YouTube, some off, not on YouTube, like I said, and making that content. And he was like, man, maybe I could do something like that, you know, with podcasting. And it's so much 
better to have live one-on-one like like you and like we are now versus over the phone but you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do but whenever you can get together live events and things like that to podcast live is different kind of energy the, the sound quality everything is the same and uh, all that so that's that's he, all that came to him doing that trip and when he came to virginia you know he uh you know, he did the podcast, but he was there for a couple of days and he was like, Hey, can I stop by maybe tomorrow and get some B roll? You know, cause he stopped by to do the podcast when all of us were done working like four o'clock or something. It was super hot. And, and he came to my house and then Seth, the lawn surgeon and Will's lawn service, a couple of local guys that are also on YouTube. They all came and we all had like a nice group podcast. It was a good time, but he came the next day to the neighborhood um, that I actually lived in at the t- uh, like when I started my business, I don't currently live in that neighborhood anymore, but I, I started there. It's an HOA, right? Homeowner Association, typical cookie cutter, lots of rules. You can't let your grass be overgrown and you have to water it. It's got to be green. You know, it, it doesn't have to be weed free. There's none of that. It just has to be green. So you yeah. have to water it, you know, can't be brown and dying and dead. Um, and so, and you can't have it be tall enough that like, you know, a goat looks like it's going to go in there and start <laughs> eating it or something. Th- those are like the, the only two rules for your lawn. You know, so you, that mean, you don't have to fertilize it. You don't have to, you know, make it all beautiful and weed free. You just got to have to cut it and water it. So there, there's some job security there for, for maintenance, you know, for lawn maintenance. And obviously if your bushes get out of control, then you get some fines. So, you know, you at least once a year you're going in there and maintaining people's bushes if they don't you know want it but again most of the clients that i have in those neighborhoods want that stuff done regularly they do want their lawn fertilized they do want their weeds taken care of obviously they, they want it to be mowed they do want their bushes trimmed at least twice a year some of them do it themselves or whatever but i lived in that neighborhood and was able to build and grow just through word of mouth and knowing a lot of people because they were my neighbors and friends and I had access to that closed Facebook group mm-hmm. that a lot of HOAs have with 700 plus houses in there. So I just would advertise, you know, my, 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 uh, Facebook business, I would just advertise, share that stuff from my personal page into that group. So I got a lot of business right off the bat that way. And by default had route density immediately, but I still had all the miscellaneous stuff around. Cause I was just trying to get my business going. And I quickly realized how bad that was, you know, like just driving, like 30 minutes for a 15 minute lawn and then 30 minutes back. I'm like, yep. this makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I just spent an hour round trip traveling. And it took me 15, 20 minutes to even take care of this lawn. You couldn't pay me enough. They, they're not going to pay you yeah. enough for that to be worth your trip to mow someone's lawn. Now, yeah. if you're doing like a landscape project or something, maybe, you know, $5,000 project, that's all fine and dandy. But, you know, for maintenance every week, that's, that's just, a you're just losing money doing yeah. that. So I learned all that quickly. So, I mean, you know, uh, Paul saw like six years in the making there, you know what I mean? Which is, is a, it could be, some people might think it's a short amount of time, but you know, it, it, it was probably a couple of years prior to that, that I'd already had that kind of dense of a route, but it just gets better and better every year because I have to say no a lot of, t- a lot of no's to people just outside those, those areas, those boundaries so that I can have room for more yeses in those neighborhoods mm-hmm. so they can keep building and building and building. And I've talked about this on YouTube and, and all that. And cause I'm just so passionate about route density. And, and I, I mean, I know people don't always have those opportunities with those neighborhoods, but I also say, well, I know a lot of guys that live 
30, 35 minutes away out in the rural part. And they, and you know, they have the benefits of being able to keep all their stuff out there. They've got mm -hmm. carports, sheds, all this stuff, and they just park or unload and they're done for the day. They don't have to pay for storage. You don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. I couldn't do that because I lived in an HOA with rules. You can't keep your stuff parked everywhere. You can't have trucks, tr uh, I mean, yeah. you can't have boats, trailers, RVs, any of that stuff, unless you're just loading up for the day or you're moving, you know, you can't leave that there. So I had to pay for storage. You know, so that's like a separate trip that you have to go. You have to leave your house, go to storage, then go to your yards, pick up employees at some point if you have that thing. But these guys that live in the rural area, everyone just goes to their house, aka shop, and they just grab their stuff and they go. They grab coffee, gas up on the way out of town, and they go to the neighborhoods that I already lived in. And they spend the day there. Yeah. So if you are not in that area, you just build up the route so that you can drive out there and spend half a day to a day so that it is worth your trip. Mm -hmm. And then you go back home 30, 30 40 minutes away. Um, so I feel like there's always a solution. And, you know, or you could just stay out there in the rural areas and mow these, you know, two, three, four acre properties, you know. But in some cases, you got the people that already do it themselves and they don't really, you know, yep. they don't really need it, you know, whatever. But if you can make that work for you, I know a lot of guys that, that do that as well. So my thing is there's something for everyone. You can build up those routes and just stay out there in the rural area and just, you know, spend all day because, you know, one yard is going to take you a lot longer because it's so much bigger. So... Anyway, enough about me there. <laughs> you just got me all fired up about, uh, you know, uh, Paul and, and coming there. And, and, you know, I just wanted to go on that, talk about that point of, of route density that really has me fired up. And he saw it firsthand and uh, it takes some time, but you really have to, you know, you, once you realize how important it is, you just focus on that. So, um, so why don't you tell everyone that's, that hasn't heard about you or don't know anything about your story. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's the first time on this podcast. Why don't you give everybody like a, a, a brief or not brief, but just go into your yeah. origin story of how you started and what you got going on. Yeah. So, um, I had, I had a lot of bad jobs in my life. Pretty much all my jobs were bad. I probably had 15 jobs, minimum wage jobs. I, I, I worked at, uh, fast food, I, you know, all kinds of stuff. Just did terrible job. And I thought, man, I want to do something cool one day. You know, I thought about joining the military. I thought about being a missionary. I thought about it. Anyway, I just thought or own my own business, you know? And so I ended up owning my own business. And, um, I was like, well, what can I do? So I, I was, I thought I can cut grass, you know, but never really had done it. So I started mowing lawns and the first year, I got a, a HOA entranceway. It took me about two uh, two hours, probably do it by myself. Uh, I bought a Hustler forty four inch zero turn mower, and uh, and they paid me over a thousand dollars a month year round. And like I said, when you've been working for like six dollars an hour, that was really good. And then the, and then the builder in that neighborhood had a bunch of vacant homes, and I started mowing all these vacant homes. And I was I thought, man, I'm making more in one day than I was making in a week in my normal jobs. This is the greatest thing ever. And I wasn't opposed to hard work. So anyway, I started mowing business. Five years into that, I. I had somebody approach me who bought most of my business. I kept a small portion of it. Uh, failed miserably at trying to start a coupon book fundraising company. Don't ever, don't ever, you know, I just bitter at coupons. But, um, and then I, I moved uh, to a new town. So I, I sold the remainder of my business and I had to start all over third try, you know, of my lawn business. And, uh, and you do something three times, you know, you, you get, you get better at it. And I say, okay, third try, what am I going to do different? So, 
I wanted to get into the weed control thing. So uh, that's why I started my current business, Alabama Lawn Pros. But I was mowing grass too. I, was, I moved to Newtown, had zero customers, had three kids. Now I have four kids. I was like, stay at home wife. I was like, I, I got to make money, you know, and right. failed coupon thing. I was like, so I'm mowing grass. I'm working on the weekends, washing dishes at my uh, in-laws have a wedding mm-hmm. venue. I was, I was washing dishes on weekend mowing yards and, and started weed control. And then about three years into that, I uh, stopped mowing and, and got full time into weed control. And so to to this day, that's that's pretty much I'm a weed control and fertilization fertilization guy. But I still you know do all the YouTube stuff. I still talk about mowing because I I had a pretty good bit of experience doing that. Yeah. What what um made you want to get into fertilization and weed control? Yeah, I think. I, I just wanted to, you know, personally, I wanted to develop, you know, I, I, like I, I can mow a yard, man. I was like, you get out there. And I when I was mowing, I didn't care if it was weeds or nice yard. I just wanted to mow it and get the money. I don't care. Right. Um, but like personally, I'm, I'm not like a super clean freak, but I, I want stuff done right. You know, so like I think internally it just bothered me a little bit that I, I couldn't make that yard look, look as good as I wanted to. I didn't know what to do. So uh, I had a friend. He was uh, in the industry for over 30 years, and, and he had kind of, I kind of hinted around at him about it, and he had, he said, you know what, if you want to do it, I'll, I'll help you. I'll, I'll kind of take you under my wing, and he's done that. So that helped a lot, having somebody that was willing to, to mentor me, because it is a little bit intimidating. Like, I, I mean, what am I supposed to, I know I'm supposed to spray something on the yard, but what am I supposed to spray, window spray, what if I kill it, what if I turn it brown? Yeah. You know, it's a little bit scary. So, um, but, you know, I and I just... I just thought, too, with the year-round income opportunity in the South, you know, we spray or for it's year-round. We never – there's no downtime. And that sounds bad in some ways because you don't want time off. But but yeah. it, but I thought, you know what? I got tired of, of me personally, and, and, I, and you can structure your mowing business better than I had, but I got tired of, of having what I thought was a really good year and then going months with a very reduced income in the wintertime and then getting that tax bill from Uncle Sam and just feeling like, man, I, I, am I getting anywhere? You know, so it really uh, – it really helped solve kind of two problems, you know, just increase my revenue and also give me that year round income. And, and it's a little bit less physically taxing on your body, just to be honest with you. I mean, I don't, like I said, I, I work, I weed eat, I got a big yard now, so I get out there and mow and all that. And I still uh, enjoy, but you know, I, I help you. I basically squirt water, you know, on right. the yard. it's not that hard. Right. Right. Well, so what was the, um, like what was the the number or the the, the tra- how were you how did you know when to transition out of mowing and just 100% yeah. be for and when we yeah so you know trying to balance like mowing you know i, I think people can do both you yeah, know but it's for, tricky. for me it was like i didn't want to have a couple of things like the the guys that were mowing lawns they were sending me a lot of weed control customers so I, it was kind of awkward if I'm their competitor on the mowing side so right. if, when I became like the designated weed control guy now it's like if I get a call from mowing which I get a lot of them hey I'll send those to you you send me the weed control guy so I um, immediately did that and then too sometimes like I'd be out there mowing like say on a Tuesday and I get a call for weed control and I got a 
I got a, I'm like a one man show, so I got to like pull up at their house and I got a trailer with a bunch of mowers and junk on yeah. it. And, and yeah. it just kind of looks like, dude, are you a weed control guy or are you a mower guy? Yeah. You know, make up your mind. Right. So again, I think <laughs> you can do both, but you, you need kind of like a, a designated spray truck and right. in, in people to one guy that's your spray guy, one guy that's your mowing guy. Yeah. And I was just trying to, you know, do it myself. And it just, anyway, so like when you, when you got, I'm not anti mowing by any means. Please don't, right. don't get me wrong. But if I if I went to the same yard and I sprayed it and the, and it was fifty bucks and I mowed it and it was fifty bucks and the mowing took me forty five minutes and the spraying took me six minutes. You know, yeah, I was do like, the math. Oh, yeah, well, that's, okay, that's a no brainer right like, there. Why am I not doing this more? So yeah. it, it just kind of made sense. I was like, I think I'm gonna start spraying more. So yeah, that was what I did. How, how many how many yard how many accounts did you have when you when you like totally cut off mowing? Probably, uh, probably close to, I don't know, two fifty or three hundred, something like that. Wow! So you, so you, you waited till you had. Were you waiting till like you had more revenue that then you had mowing, or like, like was there a certain? Was it just you just went until you couldn't take it anymore, or was yep. there some sort of goal? <laughs> yeah, basically, like okay, I'm about to die, so like what you know, I yeah, gotta I do something different. I've, uh, but. You know, I, I was only mowing like 20 yards or something. So it wasn't like a whole lot of mowing. What I actually did, I said, so this year I'm like, I'm going full-time spraying, you know, because I was picking up like 100 yards a year spraying, you know, but like you get 100 yards spraying, like you can, you mow 100 yards, you got a, a legit business. Yeah. You spray 100 yards. That's you, like nothing. Yeah. You yeah. you're on, you need some government assistance right. to help you pay your bills. Right. Um, so, if that's the only thing you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I need like 100 more and 100 more. So I got yeah. 300. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting close to like a full schedule here. And then I was doing some YouTube stuff and, and all that. So um, anyway, I just kind of, what I ended up doing, a, a guy was starting a, a mowing business and I, I gave him my mowing accounts in exchange that he would mow my own grass for a year, which is embarrassing for me not mowing my own grass, <laughs> but I sold my lawnmower and everything. I was like, man, yeah. I don't even have a lawnmower. So he, um, he's, took I do now, I'm a guy mower now, but yeah, he took care of my um, yard and and helped him get started and he's uh, right. he's actually doing well several years later. Wow, that's that's kind of a cool story there. Um, so how how um big do you want to get your fertilizer and weed control company? Yeah, last year I got up to about four hundred and eighty yards. Okay, and I was. I had a guy that was kind of helping me part time, and he was super busy, and I was super busy. You know, again, I'm trying to do YouTube and things like that, and I, I, I don't know why I keep doing this, but it's like I, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty much about to die again. I'm just doing, you know, I mean, because I'm always like, I'm just trying to make as much money as I can, you yeah. know. So I'm like, I'll just keep working. I'll do more yards, more yards. You know, I always joke with my wife. She's like, just you know, it's just one more yard. You know, we want to buy something. That's just one more yard. I said, yeah. y'all gonna one more yard me straight to the nursing home, man. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oh, they're saying it's just one more yeah, yard. Yeah, we, we want to yeah. get, uh, we want to fix this up on the house. That's just one more that's yard. One more yard. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh my man, God. one more yard. Yeah, the nursing that's home. exactly right. <laughs> so I got up to about four eighty, and I kind of had to make a decision. I had two trucks, I had two spray tanks, I had two ride-on spreader sprayers. I was like, you know. I, I'm I'm kind of making that jump to to get to two people, and once you you know going from one truck to two trucks is the hardest jump in my opinion, because once you get to two, then you then you can go to three and four and all that, but it's hard to get to two. Well, I was like at one and a half, or like really like one and a third, 
And so I had a guy's part time and, and he was busy. He was growing. He had his own business. I was growing and I needed him like, you know, I needed him one or two days a week. And he was available like one or two days a month, you know. So, oh, so I'm, it wasn't his fault. He was part, I mean, part time. I mean, he had his own business, you know, it wasn't yeah. his fault. Um, and, I, and I'm sitting there gaining all these customers. So anyway, you know, what do you do? You, you hire somebody, but you really need somebody full time. So I, I, I went the route and I sold, um, I sold a, a good portion of my business to a friend of mine and shrunk back down to what I could handle solo because I really, like you, you're talking about, I, I, I didn't have a, um, I was trying to grow big, but I wasn't really concentrating in the area. Right, I, had, I had a lot of unprofitable customers. I had this truck, the extra truck that basically sat there for most yeah. of the time. I'm like, when I ever use that thing? So I sold sold off, actually sold both trucks and bought a, a different truck. So I got down to one truck, got down to a tighter route, cleaned up my route, got everybody kind of on the same schedule, and I'm running a lot more efficient business. And I think, honestly, I think my bottom line is really not going to change that much, even though I reduced the amount of customers. Yeah, but but it's, it seems like it probably helped you uh extend the time before you go to the nursing home right? yeah that's right I, mean, I, was like, I was like going crazy i'm like you know because i'm just not wired to like if somebody calls me and they want to quote on their yard like what am i supposed to say no i don't want any more customers like i just i'm just not that wired that way so i mean of course if they're out of my area i, I can't do it but somebody calls like in the perfect neighborhood and I'm like, I don't know if I need another yard. So I, I thought, you know, I, I can cash this out. I got opportunity to sell. It's not like I just give them away. Um, and, and I thought for me personally, it was sort of kicking that can down the road saying like, I'm not opposed to hiring somebody, but this will buy me a couple of years. I can be solo. I can really get my act together. And then maybe when I get back to this situation two years from now, I'll be ready to hire somebody, you know, to take the load off of me. Awesome. Well, I wanted to uh, change gears a little bit. I know you do a lot of, uh, offer a lot of training online and, uh, you know, you do things with social media like YouTube and get on Instagram, but I wanted to kind of ask you and dig into a little bit about how and why you got into YouTube and started getting into offering training online for, for the rest of the community right after we take a short break. Hey guys, it's LCR. Most of you know that I love me some sunglasses, right? I've been trying these Toro Eyewear Polarized Sunglasses this winter. Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LawnCareRookie by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, ToroEyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company. It's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com so go ahead and check that out oh and did i mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty if you lose them or they get stolen they replace them for real so go ahead on their website and check it out again that's toroeyewear.com t-o-r-o-e eyewear.com kanabi outdoor power and terry's small engine are family owned and operated and conveniently located in midlothian virginia They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff 
and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's small engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. All right, we're back here with Jason Creel, and uh, we were just about to start digging into his social media because I first, like I said in the very beginning of this episode, stumbled upon you when I stumbled upon the rest of the community, like like the early, the early like the the grandfathers or godfathers of the community that were making content, you know, in its in in the community's infancy. Uh, so you were on YouTube then, and you know, since then you've offered different types of training. You you've had a live event for several years that was that's based for training and knowledge, you know, guest speakers and talking about marketing and all kinds of things for you to help your business as well as just being like a good meetup networking, just hanging out uh, time, which we all love that in our community here. So why don't you tell us how, where did YouTube come in and, and why did you even get involved in that with everything you had going on with your business? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not really like a social kind of guy, you know, I, I, I can, um, I can talk a little bit, you know, but you know, you, you've been around me. I'm not like life of the party kind of person. I can, I can talk if I need to, but, um, anyway, I, when I, I think I've been on YouTube since 2011, I believe. Uh, just as long as Alan, the lawn care nut. I guess. I mean, wow. I, I don't, but I, so I you're, you are my, an OG. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, but I look back at my original video. I like, I didn't know what I was doing at all for like five years and then for like two or three more years I, I, I barely knew what I was doing and and I feel like just you know in the last few years I've kind of understand a little bit you know I wish I I wish I would have took it serious in the early days but I just didn't didn't know but for me the reason I started I had a friend he was a real estate agent and he sold lake houses and uh, he he talked to me one day. He's like, "Hey, Jason, you should start doing videos for your lawn care business." He says, "I get about ninety five percent of my real estate leads from the internet." And he's just talking about SEO and all this stuff. And I, yeah. I was like, "Okay." I mean, I kind of dabbled in that a little bit. I understood. I always kind of had a dream of like making money on the internet. I didn't know how to do it, but I was like, "If I could ever make some money on the internet, that would be so cool." So um, he says, "Hey, you just you can borrow my camera." You can do like uh, 10 videos. He said, do, you know, just do like 10 bad videos uh, or, you know, 10 average videos basically would, <laughs> right. would not bad, but 10 average videos would be better than, you know, one great video. I don't know if that's true anymore, but at the time he probably was true. So I borrowed his camera like one day and I just set up a tripod out there in the yard and I just started talking. Uh, I still remember the, the first like video I remember doing. I sat in my backyard on a, at a picnic table, and it was how much money can you make in the lawn care business? It's about a two and a half minute video. Of course, I don't know what I said, but um, you know, I, it's still out there on YouTube today. But uh, I just started making videos again, trying to help my own local lawn care business, and then. So, so it was more about marketing when you started, yeah, right? Yeah, I was trying to grow grow my yeah lawn care business, but. Uh, and I did. I had no idea that you could monetize anything. I didn't turn the monetization on for years because I didn't. I no, just didn't. What even yeah, was, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know what you could monetize anything. I knew about Google AdSense, like on a website. Yeah. That you could run ads. I'd get like two dollars a month on that or something. But <laughs> yeah, what I finally. So it was several years into it, and I figured out that you can turn monetization on. And I started basically making like two dollars a day on on YouTube. I was like, dude, somebody just gave me two dollars. I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> You know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but then, you know, trying to figure out how to grow it from there and, and you start 
seeing some momentum and and start uh, did an ebook. I started selling logos. I started selling letters and postcards and all kind of digital products and then video courses. And uh, I met this crazy homeschool lady. That's what I call her. We went to this homeschool conference in Atlanta a few years back, and I, and I was bored out of my mind. And uh, there was only seminar that looked interesting to me was some kind of business thing. And we go in there and this lady, and she's talking so fast, and and and. Uh, She's she's saying, hey, if you're in business, I can I can uh, triple your money or something like that. And I go up and talk to her after. I say, hey, you know, I do some YouTube videos and I uh, got a lawn care business. And and she says, uh, I start telling her a little bit about it. She says, hey, come uh, take take your picture with me. You're going to be famous one day, you know. And uh, I was like, come on, lady. And, uh, <laughs> and and anyway, she's like super successful. She like took an interest in me and has kept up with me still several years later. And she's like, hey, you need to do a live event, you know. And she does live events and she's doing all this stuff and making all kind of money doing this stuff. She said, you need to do a live event. I said, well, you know, my in-laws actually own a wedding uh, venue. They have their own wedding. They have hundreds of people come every weekend you know doing weddings and the stuff. one you're helping yeah. out on the weekends yeah right? that's right i mean they own it and i can get free access to it you know like uh, when there's a weekend when there's not a wedding like in the winter they don't have that many weddings right so i was like i got like a free place to do it i really don't have an excuse you know it's yeah. not like i'm gonna lose money i'm not really paying a bunch of money to rent some facility right so we do it, and they've got acres and acres of, of land out there we can get out there and ride lawnmowers and stuff so you know we did that in 2018 and then Actually, we did 2017, then again 2018, then um, January of 2020, and then um, we, you know, we didn't do it uh, 2021. I guess we just yeah. passed up. We didn't do it this year, so maybe maybe next year we'll do the fourth one. Awesome. I mean, and what that's I've heard a lot of great things about that. So that's definitely uh, been been a success. And uh, what was your biggest uh, takeaway from that? From from taking care of that? I mean. Do you regret it? I mean, it seems like you want to keep doing it. Yeah, the conferences. Well, again, so as personality-wise, you know, I we, we get done doing it. All right, don't take this wrong way, but we get done doing it. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that next year. I'm just so tired. You know, it's, it's a lot like, of work. Yeah. yeah, it's like all the work, and I, I got to talk to all these people. And, you know, I just, yeah. like, I talk to people when I have to talk to people. But it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, sure. I get up there, and I'm like, anyway, it's just, um, but I, I, I'm not opposed to doing it again. I just think I'd probably bring in some people to help put it on next time. I'm I'm not great at that. I, I can be there and I can get up there and talk and, and do stuff. So, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work. And I, I've got to free some things up in my schedule to be able to do that. But again, I, I got a free place to do it. It's a great location. Uh, the feedback has been unbelievable. The sponsors get involved. So, I mean, I really don't have an excuse not to do it again. Yeah. For sure. Well, what um, what words of wisdom <laughs> or advice that could you offer anyone that's starting their business out? Like from all of the tips or all of the experience that you've had, a couple of different versions of, of your business and, um, you know, refining it, you know, growing it, refining it, you know, changing from mowing to, to just for like what, what what's something that you could offer that yeah. you've learned? I think to me... I, you know, you see people, you've been around, you, it's just so much turnover in the lawn care business. So it's kind of like you sit back and you're like, what, what, what's going on here? Why, why do some people make it when so many people don't make it? You know, and not even just not make it a year, but they, they, they get in it 10 years and they, and they're so burnt out because they're just trying to do it all themselves. It's like, 
very few people like actually make it long term, like make a for real career out of it. And it's not like it's a failure if you if you do it ten years and do something else. But you know, why is that? And I I think for me, I guess I've been like this maybe my fourteenth year, so I've kind of been in it a while. Um, what what I think you, people need to do one, it, you got to kind of. People, a lot of people are just terrible business people. Just most of them, we're just bad at it. You might as well just say it. I mean, but like, figure out like what legitimately do I want my business to look like? You know, when it's when it's finished. You know, I like for instance, we're working on our house right now. It's like, well, we met with a designer and he 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 showed us the finished product before we started. You know, and it's like, okay, well, that's that's what we want to build, you know? And so for a lawn business, we get out there and he's like, well, what are we trying to build? Oh, I don't know. I'm just cutting grass. I'm just out here doing my thing, you know? And you get in five years, you don't know where you're going or anything. So it's kind of like, you know, and, and again, I didn't know where I was going. I just kind of, I, I started designing and I changed plans a bunch of times and all that. But um, now I kind of have a, an idea of what it'll look like. And I think too, just thinking, you know, people say lawn care is like a young man's game. Well, it is if you're out there doing it all yourself. I mean, I've one time worked with a guy that was in his seventies out there mowing. <laughs> he, you know, I don't know how he did it, but that's, that's very rare. So I think you have to have kind of an exit plan, whether it means selling your business or you getting out of the labor side and start to manage it. Well, you can't do that just out there mowing for 40 bucks a yard or something. Yeah. So you got to have like a legit plan and actually run the numbers and say, you know what? I'm not working for some big corporation that's going to pay for my health insurance. There's no matching 401k. So like I can't just get out there and make $40 an hour. Like you you literally had to make a lot more than that because you got to self-retire. You got to pay for your own insurance, and you know, unless you have some other way to get that. So um, I, I I think you know it's kind of like you just need a, a realistic view of this. It's not like it's it's not a bad business. It's actually a great business. But like people go into it just thinking, oh, mow some yards and make a few hundred bucks a day, and so that like that's not it. It's not going to work. Yeah. I think most people fail because they really don't have you know a serious plan when they start. Awesome. That's that's great advice. I haven't heard anything really specifically like what you said in, in all of the podcasts and videos that I've done. You know, a lot of people talk about very common things like route density and knowing your worth and all that, but the, that's very good. Coming up with a plan and the way you articulated that, uh, I think that speaks volumes and, and will give a lot of value to everyone that's listening whether they're just starting out or maybe, like you said, they're the guys that are out there five, six years and they're like, well, what am I doing? I've been doing the same thing. Like, what, what even is the end goal here? You know what I mean? Like, you might, they might really just be enjoying it, but still, we should you should have some sort of exit strategy. Like, doesn't mean you have to leave lawn care, but there should be some sort of long-term goals and how, what's going to, what is this going to be? I'm not going to live forever. You know, like, where, how is this going to end? I'm just going to drop dead one day and it's just going to just go to waste. Like, all my mowers, everything's just going to yeah. just rot somewhere, you know, like, there's got to be some sort of plan. So I definitely like that. Uh, good, good t- advice there. Also, um, I know you just started um, an academy for, for weed control and fertilization, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm doing all the uh, training. Like I said, I've been selling digital products online for for a long time, from a $9 ebook years ago to a, to now I sell a $997 training course. You know, so I, you know, whatever. I got stuff from all different prices and things, but I mean, mostly uh, my website's lawncarelife.com. So I, I have, um, 
you know, I sell like, like documents to help people in the weed control business. So if you need like a program or a pricing, sample pricing guide, you, you want to know how, what I spray on my Bermuda yards, or I've got all these chemicals and, in, in, you know, documents I use in my own business. So I sell those, but then if you want to get into it, there's like a, a video program. I've got videos from my conferences that's included. I got all these uh, marketing videos. I got videos that help you from a business standpoint, but then actually the videos, if you're wanting to get in weed control, like again, what do we spray on this type of grass? What do we use for equipment? Spray tanks right on spreader sprayers, pricing, just pretty much everything I could think of that somebody would need to know to start a lawn care business or get into weed control. I put it in a package. Now that, that one's like three ninety seven. Um, for all that. And then if you want like the live interactive group training that we have, then that's the one that's nine ninety seven. We're actually starting that March twenty twenty one. I might try to do that twice a year, but that's limited to like twenty people per class. And and we have a, a private Facebook group and we'll go live with those people so that they can interact with us for eight weeks. So, you know, some people just like the hands on kind of deal and they want to sit there and talk to us because you know the videos are great, and that but there's always more questions. And even um, even if you go to the videos, I, I encourage people. You you probably still need somebody that can kind of help you um, as you get started in it, because there's no way you can answer everything that's going to come up in your business. Yeah, for sure. And it sounds to me like it's a good a good place for people to go that don't have a mentor like you did to kind of help them that get into the business for people that are looking to get into weed control and fertilization. They're really not sure where to go. I mean, obviously there's different state regulations and resources there from, you know, like licensing and certification standpoint, but from like just basic training and knowing the differences in chemicals and, you know, different types of turf and how this affects that and different types of equipment, all that. I'm sure that's all the stuff that you're talking about, you know, different programs and all that stuff is all in there. So it sounds like a good resource for people that are trying to get into the, to, to that part of the business. Um, and, and don't, like I said, have a mentor or anyone to really go to and, and you put that to, to together. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think so. And I tell you, you know, there's no guarantee of income, but regularly we control people make a thousand dollars in revenue a day and that's just kind of a normal typical day i mean you you do more than that someday and, and again it's not all profit you got to buy stuff but still that's a one person out there with one truck he's got a spray tank and a little honda engine i mean it's like it's pretty good money you know and if yeah. you do that year round it's not a bad gig so you know when you look at it as an investment yeah there's a there's a barrier to entry. You got to get past. You got to get this knowledge. You got to get certified and all that. But barriers to entry are, are actually a good thing once you're on the other side of them. You know, yeah. you, you got way less competition. Right. And and it's great. Like I said, to me, it's easier to get customers. I mean, because I got all these mowing guys sending me customers. They send me the leads, and there's not near as many um, competitors in that side of the industry. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing all that, Jason. I want to end off by busting out the pod decks here so we can uh, make it fun and, and, and just go through some some fun, lighthearted questions here. Some of them can be a little more um, personal. <laughs> a little more, yeah, a little more personal yeah, or philosophical. Well, I'll pass or on one if I have yeah, to. Absolutely. I don't mind. Absolutely. Before Most the, <laughs> embarrassing moment of yeah. ever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this one here says, who'd play you in a movie? You know what I mean? So there's all kinds of fun, cool stuff. In I mean, you here, know so. what? You know who people think I, I look like or talk like? You, you you tell me what you think here. But, you know, of course, on YouTube, it's like, oh, it, that's, it's 
that Forrest Gump or what's the guy oh, from the King geez. of the King of the Hill? But then some people say, but he kind of looks a little bit like Tom Brady. Like it's, it's kind of like yeah, Tom, I can Tom see that. Brady, Tom Forrest Gump. <laughs> if mix. Tom and Forrest had a kid, you know, <laughs> oh, you know but whatever. I, don't I, I, care. I definitely see the Tom Brady there. For yeah, sure. I like I mean, ping pong and Forrest like ping pong. There yeah, you so go. It's not a big deal. We're That's both right. From, we got to get on that ping pong table. Yeah, and we're both from Alabama. So nice. There you go. All right. Well, let me shuffle these cards real quick. All right. Go ahead and so you pick one and oh, then you no. read it. I feel like I'm yeah. drawing my own bad card here. Exactly. All right. If you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? That's a new one. No one's picked that one yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. This is going to maybe catch you off guard, but uh, con- contentment, if I could use a word, I, I think, because like I said, people have money and they're really not content, you know, and I feel like so many times people, are, I, I'm not, I'm not content all times. And, I, and you know, you want to be driven. I'm not saying like not motivated. I'm mo- very motivated in life, but to, to be content with where you are and what, what God's given you in life and like my family, my kids, like I honestly, I got a pretty good life. Like, I mean, it could be way worse for me. And sometimes I, I get down, I'm like, oh, I got to go work or my legs are tired or why well, I got to walk up this hill to spray this yard or so, you know, it's like, come on, man, just be content with who, what you've been given. Cause you really got a good thing going for sure. All right, let's try another one. Question two, if you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Sometimes I think like if I could go back to college, I, I went to college, got a degree, um, but what'd you get? I got, I got a computer degree, but you know, I went to a school and, and I, I just don't think it didn't, it was not a, a great school for the program I did. And, you know, computer stuff, if, if you don't stick with it, what I learned 20 years ago is really just outdated today. So I've had to kind of teach myself a lot of stuff. But if I could go back course, I wouldn't mind doing like landscaping kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You could do that and I could teach that. But I, I'm also into like foreign languages. I, I wish I... I wish I, I say I wish I could speak a foreign language. I'm not disciplined enough to, to actually get into it. I did spend like six months in Germany, so I, I can hack around a little bit in German. And, nice. Um, but, you know, I think I would like to, to teach a foreign language. Nice. That's that's really exciting and something I didn't think that you would say. So that's yeah. a good one. Let's try one more before we uh, wrap it up here. If you could undo one moment in your life, what would it be? Man, you picked every, all three of those are things that no one's ever picked yet. So that's awesome. Dude, this is a bad one here. I don't know if I, <laughs> I'm probably not going to go with like the ultimate moment here, but I, I can, uh, you know, <laughs> related to this episode, if I could undo that coupon book, man, I, I, <laughs> I feel so bad. I wish I took that money. I stole my business for If I had took that money, as I could have probably just threw a dart at the stock market and put it in anything. Like, yeah. I, like I missed out on like the best decade of the stock market. You know, it was, it was, what year was it? 2012. You know, so the market kind of crashed in 2008, 2009. Yeah. And from 2012 to now, it's just been on a skyrocket course, except for last year when it kind of tanked a little bit but yeah. uh you know the coupon book just 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 i don't know so it, it was just a flop you just yeah i mean you know you just happened. gotta have that personality oh, now. you can go out there I, and sell sell and you know sell, what yeah. to me it's very eye-opening though because i'm telling you 
you you couldn't have talked me out of it for anything. I thought it wow. was. Like, I'm just sitting there thinking like this is the greatest business idea I've ever had. Yeah. I'm gonna have kids carrying home twenty dollar coupon books and sell them to their grandma, and I'm gonna keep half the money. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And looking back, I'm like, that is the worst idea I could have ever had. You know, I spent twenty thousand dollars printing coupon books. And I don't know what I was thinking. So anyway, so it was just, it was probably a good idea, and you got you yeah. guys you got uh, romanticized in the idea, but it wasn't the best idea for you. That's right. That's I mean, you just need it, to yeah. be a dynamic salesperson, and I'm, you know, I can sell lawn care. I can't sell coupons. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll end this episode right there. I, I appreciate this uh, this conversation, Jason, and finally getting to sit down and, and talk. Um, but yeah, let's let's wrap it up. And we got to get to bed because we're we're getting out early. Uh, Alan Hayne, the lawn care nut's going to take us fishing out on, yeah. on the boat there. So uh, let's go ahead and head on out. And thank you. Appreciate it, Naylor. All right. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.